Welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard Podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, head to our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Morning, everybody. Good to be with you. Jeff and Becky invited me to wind up this series on James and addressing the issue of Christians praying in faith for the sick. How many of us get on well with that? Good. One or two? Okay. Well, that's, that's what I want to address this morning. And my response when they asked me was one of joy, <laughs> but also one of compassionate concern. On the one hand, joy, having seen firsthand some wonderful things that Jesus has done in healing. It's great to be there when Jesus moves, isn't it? In healing power. Well, I think so, yeah. And, and so, and, and the opportunity to share in some of those things uh, uh, and see the Lord move. There's, there's joy in that. That isn't in any way to focus on me, but it's to focus on my Savior, who's working today. But the other side of the uh, coin is this. Compassionate concern for people and could well be here today who have prayed and prayed and prayed for that healing touch of the Lord and not experienced healing in their situation and feel quite discouraged. So that there's, there's those two things to look at this morning. You know, divine Christian healing raises questions, many of which I haven't got the answers to. But I do know Jesus heals today. And we can be involved with him in that ministry. I'm also learning more from God's word, from listening to his whispers in my heart regarding this, from other Christians, and risking it in faith. You know, John Wimber used to talk about us risking it. Risking is, is faith and, and having a go. And praying to the Lord regarding this morning, I sense the Holy Spirit says, Peter, your job is not to ask the whys and whens, but to do, to heal the sick in my name by being obedient. You remember Jesus says, ask and go on asking and it will be given you. And the Amplified says, keep on asking and it will be given you. Keep on seeking and you will find... Keep on knocking, and the door will be open you, to, to you. You know, the truth is, we're living between the first coming and the second coming of Jesus. We're all just passing through this life uh, into eternity. Some of us, like me, are probably nearer to that than some of you. Uh, and yet we know Jesus suffered on the cross for us, and his kingdom breaking into our lives is what brings healing. Our part is to persist in praying. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And trust him for whatever healing comes from his gracious hand. 
And if in this age healing doesn't come, then we still have that assurance from Jesus' suffering on the cross for us all that healing will come. Maybe not in this age, but in the age to come. Amen? That's true. And, uh, we, and we're just passing through. Revelation 21 verse 4, uh, uh, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. We've been singing about that a little bit this morning. And John says, he, the Lord, will wipe away all tears from our eyes. There'll be no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Now, when I was born, I was born a cripple. Um, I've had many operations on my legs, calipers for 10 years. And so I know what it is to have experienced suffering. In our particular family with John and I, we've seen serious health issues in our family and our daughter being at death's door a number of times. And these things are challenging. And John and I pastored a, a, a church not too far from here for 24 years. And I walked with, and we walked with many people pastorally and prayerfully through their sicknesses and challenges in body, in mind, in emotions, in his spirit. But we also saw in that church some amazing healings that I'd like to share today. Because God heals today. Amen? He does. And not to detract from Jesus' commission in, in uh, Mark, where he says his last words to his disciples, including us, go into all the world, preach or share the good news to all creations, and these signs will follow. They will place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. And so with that, going into the book of James to look at, and it flashed up, I hope. And, uh, and in James, we've, it, it's a hard-hitting letter, isn't it? Emphasizing genuine faith, practical Christian living, awaiting patiently in suffering for Jesus' return. And Becky was talking about that last week. And we conclude these, this letter with this question. How do you get involved in, in ministering to specific suffering and sickness needs? How, how do we do that? And James says uh, in verse 13, is anyone in trouble? A lot of trouble around. He should worry. No, he doesn't say that. He says, we should pray. But so often we worry, don't we? And yet Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Be yoked to me and learn of me. And I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls. So often we muddle through when the Savior is there opening his arms 
to minister to our needs. We should come to him in prayer. And he goes on, is anyone happy? I hope there are a few this morning. Let him sing songs of praise. Is anyone sick? He should call for the doctor. No, it doesn't say that. It says we should call for the elders of the church and Jeff is ready and waiting this morning. And, uh, you know, uh, doctors do minister healings, but the church is here with the great physician to minister healings. We sh he should call for the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil, you know, symbolic of the healing presence of Jesus. And it goes on, and the prayer offered in faith might make the sick person well. Is it that what it says? Will make the sick person well. And the Lord might raise him up. It says, will raise him up. And if he has sinned, he might be forgiven. He will be forgiven. Therefore, it goes on, confess your sins one to another. Sometimes, sometimes there can be confession that's needed. But very often, to clear the ground, you know, there may be unforgiveness. But so often that isn't the case. But if there is, confess our sins to one another. And pray for one another, each other, that you might be healed. I see in this passage, you know, there are two groups of people, Christians, to pray for the sick. There's the elders, leaders, with the gift, presumably, of faith and spiritual maturity and discernment to pray for the sick. But it notices in verse 16, it says... And each other. That includes believing Christians. How many believing Christians here this morning? One or two? Yeah, yeah, yes. I see your hand. Yep, okay. And so it's each other. You know, John Wimber was the founder of the vineyard movement of which we're part. And there are vineyard movements all over the world. But he was the founder. And our, John and I have the privilege of being at a conference he held in 1985 in Sheffield. And uh, it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And young Christians were in that conference praying for the sick and seeing them healed. And he was one who encouraged. He had a saying, we're, we all can play. We all have an opportunity to play or to pray. And if you notice in this verse 16, it says pray for each other so you may be healed. That includes ordinary Christians like you and I. And immediately following that, that he says, the prayer of a righteous man. And you know, a righteous man can be a zealous, young, inexperienced Christian, but righteous before God. He says he's powerful and effective. The Amplified Version says, the earnest, heartfelt Continual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. This tremendous power available this morning in this place. And we can be the channel, if we choose to be that channel 
for the power of God to flow through. And then he quotes Elisha. He says, Elijah was a man just like us. He did great things, prayed that it might rain for three and a half years, and it didn't, and then he was like that. Uh, but he had natural weaknesses. He got depressed. He got fearful. He was just like us. And yet when he prayed earnestly, things happened. And as I said, John and I were deeply involved by John Wimber's ministry to leaders and ordinary Christians. And he inspired us to do other stuff and uh, move in the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember soon after that conference, <clears throat> a fellow that I'd had the joy of leading to the Lord some years ago, Johnny Rose, rang me up and he'd done this a number of times and he invited me to go over to Venezuela and uh, to do a bit of ministering. And uh, so I decided to go. And uh, the church prayed for me. And they gave me a verse, and it was this, um, the Lord's word to Moses. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. I'll give you peace. My presence will go with you. And so I got on the plane, traveled to Venezuela, never been abroad like that, couldn't speak the language, didn't know about the culture, and arrived in Caracas, which has a lot of murders each night, often tourists. But I knew Johnny would be there waiting for me, but he wasn't. And my heart went, oh, what have I done? And the Lord says, my presence will go with you. Ten minutes, quarter of an hour, it was an hour before he turned up, bright and breezy. See, I wasn't bright and breezy. I could have wrung his neck, actually. Perfect love, of course. But anyway, we, we went, managed to survive the night. And the next morning, Johnny took me to see a lady, a lovely glowing lady, but she'd been bedridden in her home. And he says... Uh, We've come to pray for you. And, and Pastor Peter from the other side of the world has come to pray for you. And he's going to pray now. Now my heart sank because I knew he wasn't asking for this sort of prayer. Lord bless our sister in her difficulties. May she know your peace and strength through these difficult times. I knew he wasn't asking for that sort of prayer. And I said, Lord, and the, I sat on the bed and I said, Lord, and the Lord said, ask her to sit up. And I said, in Jesus' name, I want you to sit up. And she did. And I fell back, almost fell back in amazement. And he said, ask her to get up. And this dear lady moved the bedclothes, got out of bed, and walked across the little room where they were. A little unsteady, but she walked, opened the door, told the neighbors, and we had a praise time. It was awesome. 
It was wonderful. And I was completely amazed. The next morning, he took me to the town hall. And the town hall was packed with people. They had a very long, loud praise and worship time. Johnny preached the gospel as only he could. He was a wonderful preacher. And then he invited people who were sick to come to the front. See? And my heart sank. Because he said, through interpretation, Pastor Peter has come from the other side of the world and he's going to pray for you. Starting at this end, and there were people, wheelchairs, all sorts of physical, mental, emotional needs, praying for this person, that person, and without a lie, all of them were gloriously healed by the Lord. One lady in a wheelchair prayed for. The power of God just flowed through her. She got up out of the wheelchair, and I, I said, would you like to sit down? Through interpreter, would you like to sit down? She said, young man, I was young then, young man, I've been sat in that wheelchair for ages. I've just started to walk. And I remember that meeting not, uh, well, for the wonderful healings, but for one guy, a tall guy, and his arm was like this. And, and we prayed for him, and nothing happened. And that evening, going through the little village, I said, Lord, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are powerful. You are amazing. And the Lord said to me, Peter, when you have my presence, you have everything you need. Everything you need. And brothers and sisters this morning, that is a word that I've taken with me through, um, through life. The presence of Jesus. When we have the presence of the Lord, anything can happen. We sing about it, we talk about it, God wants to flow through us to see it happen more and more, I believe. I know coming back to um, our church in Londonderry, and we were there for 24 years, uh, I remember Fred in the early days, and he had been diagnosed with lung cancer. And one Sunday morning, he was coughing up blood. Pains in the chest. It was terrible to look, to see. And just kneeling down together at the back of the church. Just praying. And we laid hands on him. And this is what Fred said. As we prayed... As you prayed, the pain seemed to lift from the top of my head and the bleeding stopped. At hospital, a first set of x-rays showed shadows on the lung. But he said, I'm, I'm fine now. They took another set of x-rays and there was no shadows on the lung. He was completely 
healed and lived for many, many years to his late 80s. Fred used to say, I'm too active for my age. That's Fred. Dennis, little things here that we're recording. He had a collar on his neck. And for 18 years, he had no relief from hospital consultants. And the problem with two sets of discs that hardened, that caused a pressure on the nerves. And he wore this support, but still he got pain to all parts of the body. He said many times, I just didn't want to wake up. I wanted to die. And one night at a service, he says, God was, God was speaking to me. And he came forward for prayer. And this is what he says. And please don't focus on me, the Lord. But he says, as Peter prayed, in the name of Jesus, he says, a warmth went down my head, through my body, and the pain went with him. He took off his collar and hasn't worn it since. And that's over 20 years ago. Jesus has, has, has healed him. Isn't Jesus amazing? Wonderful. Marie, a beautiful, prophetic Christian lady, she glowed, but she was in a wheelchair. And she got all the medical support, hole in the ceiling, to get her upstairs. And one particular Sunday night in our church at Londonderry, she came forward in a wheelchair for prayer. And we'd had a wonderful worship time, like we had this morning. You know, worship and focusing on the promises of God are so important to lay a foundation of faith for God to move. And she came forward for prayer. And as we prayed, it was God's moment of breakthrough. And the power of Jesus flowed through her body. She got up out of a wheelchair and she wheeled a wheelchair down the aisle. Her husband came at the end because he didn't want to stay at me. He wasn't a believer. He dropped her off and came to pick her up. When he came in, he nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> to see his wife walking, healed. He got converted. It's not surprising. And her son too. You see, these are the things that Jesus gave. And there were many other things. Our God heals today. There were some truths that struck me for us to think about this morning. Uh, in John, if we've got one or two, John chapter 1 verse 12, it says, To all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the power or the right to become children of God. How many of us are children of God this morning? Should you raise your hands? Say, Raise we're children of God. We've believed and we received Jesus. In Acts 1 verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. How many of us have been empowered with the Holy Spirit in our lives? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there's a verse in Romans chapter 8 verse 11. That struck me. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, 
He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. How many have the resurrection power of Jesus living in them this morning? Think about it. Just think about it. It's awesome. We walk around with God in our life. That's awesome. It's wonderful. We walk around with God in our lives. How wonderful. How glorious. How privileged. How empowered to be filled with the presence of God. So we can be available for God to use, to share about Jesus and pray for those that are healed, to, to be healed. Peter and John on one occasion were going up to the temple in Acts chapter 3. You can read about this. And there was a man there who had been lame from birth. And uh, he, was asking for, he was asking for money. And Peter said, look at us. That's a challenge, isn't it? Look at us. Look away from your problems and look at us. Give me your attention. And he said these words. Silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Walk. And it says he got up, he walked, and he leaped, and he praised God and went running into the temple. What I have... I give you. I, um, <clears throat> I was in a church just before Christmas and sharing on this passage. And at the end of it, <clears throat> there was a man in a Zimmer frame, and I've seen him there before, came up for prayer. And I wobbled, really. There were others that came, and I thought, Shall I, shall I go to the others first? But here he was in the Zimmer frame. And the Lord says, practice what you preach, Pete. So he prayed for this man in the Zimmer frame and he collapsed on the floor. The pastor's wife thought he was having a heart attack. Really. He collapsed on the floor and was there a while. You know, sometimes when you pray for people, you can, people go out, okay? It's not whether they go out, down, it's what they get up like that's important. But the thing is, he went down, right? He collapsed. We brought, he eventually came around, and I said to him, um, how are you doing? <laughs> he said, all the pain has gone. I said, that's wonderful. I says, put your Zimmer frame there and walk across the church unaided. And he did. He did, brothers and sisters. This is only a few months ago. He did and he walked back, healed. Isn't that wonderful? And you know, when people saw that, faith lifted for them to believe that God could touch them. So the pastor's brother told me on the Tuesday, when you prayed that, the power of God hit my body that's had problems for years, and I was completely healed, and I've had two days to check it out. And then another came with emotional, and she'd been terribly abused, and we prayed, and, and the peace 
and the healing of God came into the all sorts of things happened and the and the the church was littered with bodies but God was doing healings in their lives and what I'm saying this morning here's the question is that we close and we are closing Jeff okay trying to keep to me time he said this when Peter went into the temple and prayed for the man he said what I have I give you and as we conclude this brief study on James regarding Christians in faith praying in faith for those who are suffering from this uh, for, uh, and who are sick should we not ask ourselves this morning what have I to give in Jesus name to those who suffer and are sick in my community, amongst my friends, amongst my neighbors. What have I to give? And am I available for Jesus' presence, his power, his love to flow through me to others that are in need? Amen? Lord, this morning... We have our struggles. You know us through and through. But Lord, we want to be used by you. We want to see more of your mighty healing power as we make ourselves available, weak though we are, for you to flow through us. Do that, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. We'd love to welcome you to one of our gatherings. We meet in multiple locations at multiple times on Sundays, as well as in midweek small groups across the city. More information on all of these can be found at our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and God bless.